this is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive and sane. I'm Harry. And I'm Alex. And today we're talking about the six loneliest jobs in the world, uh, which is a really interesting article. If you think you're, you know, by yourself working remotely, take a look at some of these jobs and think again. <laughs> we want to talk about some of these jobs and uh, and we're going to put them to Alex here and see if he would do them. So the first one, Alex, is a winter caretaker at Yellowstone National Park. And they cite a bloke here, Steve Fuller, who spent 48 winters isolated at Yellowstone National Park. I mean, that's pretty lonesome, right? A documentary I think about quite a lot, and I mentioned before, is the Dick Prennicky connection, Mm -hmm. which is a guy who in the 70s or 80s flew up to Alaska, built his own log cabin, then just lived there over the winter for, I think, a similar length of time as this guy, Steve Fuller. And it looks amazing just being in the middle of nowhere, canoeing around the lakes and (laughs) coziness levels off the charts. I think the common theme here is it's isolation by choice. Yes, agreed. Which I think is quite powerful. And also the fact that a part of my brain is definitely seduced by the idea of just waking up and having one particular task to do each day. Just waking up and, oh, I've got to go clear snow off roofs or oh, I'm going to go hunt varmints or whatever it is. <laughs> varmints. I mean, you know, you've, you've also got to balance that with the risk, the very real risk um, of being eaten by a bear. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. That, <laughs> you, you can't exactly cry for help um, when you're in the middle of National uh, Yellowstone National Park in the middle of the winter and a grizzly is sort of eyeing you up for its dinner. Personally, it doesn't massively appear. I mean, I would love to go there in the winter, don't get me wrong. Not sure I'd I'm not sure I'd like to live there for, you know, however many months of the year it is. I mean over the summer, I mean over the winter rather. I like the idea of just going into hibernation. And the bears will be in <laughs> so hibernation. You are a bear, as well. That's what you're saying. I, that's true, I would actually. Love that's very to live true. That kind of life. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But just around about August, just saying, okay guys, so see you in February. I'm off. <laughs> Amazing. The next one is slightly different insofar as it's actually warm rather than cold, as they've all been so far. And in fact, as all of the rest of them are, really. Yes, very good. And this is in Gila National Forest, which is in New Mexico in the US. And the job is being a fire lookout, which is, Mm. it seems like it's a job rife for automation, but for now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like surely AI is going to take that job away. (laughs) It's a huge industry that's going to be lost. But no, so, I mean, this sounds really interesting. It's obviously the guy that does this particular job was the editor of the Wall Street Journal, a chap called Philip Connors, which is quite a change of pace, (laughs) one would assume, moving from, you know, one of the largest publications in the world to, to sort of a small hut and walking around checking to see if there are any scrub fires around. Although, again, this is a seasonal job. So it's April through to August. So it's during the summer. Yeah. Although the guy says he enjoys the solitude and the only thing that he misses is his wife. Oh, wow. He doesn't get to take his wife Which I suppose is an important detail if you're... Totally. If you're married and willing to just... Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean that means she's got to be up for it too. You know, not not because she goes with him, but because she doesn't almost. It's almost worse. You never know. She might kick him out of the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, may, <laughs> she might be thanking her lucky stars. Brilliant. I get a summer without... 
Moni Philip. Sorry, Philip. Uh, I'm sure you're a lovely man. And you've written a book about it. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's written a book about experience. So if that one appeals, then go for it. What do you think? I, given what you've said about your kind of penchant for fires and cosy hugger rooms in winter, I'm assuming that the hot weather isn't kind of your cup of tea. Yeah, it looks too hot for me, to be honest. And I'm not sure. I don't know if I would have the actual attention required to just look out for fires for that. Yeah whole time it's too open-ended it's not i'm a results driven individual so i can't <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, right. sitting there looking out for a fire that may or may not happen yeah probably get really boring yeah i mean well i i i would so firstly i like the fact that it's not completely freezing i think it would probably be too hot if so long as the the small hut here is complete with a, a solid air conditioner and i can sleep well at night I like the idea of just going out and and adventuring, just walking around the forest, looking around like that actually kind of appeals to me a bit more than the other ones do. So yeah, that's kind of cool. But, but yeah, I think I'll still pass, you know, unless I can take my, my wife and son with me, but then I wouldn't want to subject them to it. (laughs) All right. So the last one we're going to touch on is a very interesting one. And the job title is a volunteer astronaut on a mock mission to Mars. This was the Mars 500 project run by the fascinatingly named Russian Institute for Biomedical Problems in Moscow. The the sort of um, astronauts that put themselves forward for this, or astronauts in adverted commas, they did sort of stay on Earth in a windowless building. They did so for 520 days, which sounds brutal. Absolutely, yeah. And with no natural light either. Oh, I, I mean, this genuinely sounds like torture to me. 520 days, no natural light. Communication is delayed to mimic the sort of distance to Mars. So you don't kind of get that immediate kind of response from people when you're talking to them. I I actually don't know how long that delay is. Um, I don't think it mentions here. And apparently uh, most of the crew members suffered from sleep disorders. So no one was able to sleep properly because there was no kind of day and night cycle. So yeah, they said that this had kind of like a, a bit of an impact on people's circadian rhythms and it was really important to do timed meals and workouts at specific times to kind of try and improve the sleep. But I mean, yeah, this just this honestly sounds hellish to me. So I think the two things that make it a no for me are the lack of sleep and the lack of light. But it sounds as though those are issues that that they've identified. Right. So maybe if they if they sorted those out, because I know that I am more prone to just being mentally mushy when there's no decent amount of daylight and I'm not willing to compromise on sleep for anything. <laughs> so, Yeah, So, but then it doesn't seem to me, like they would have little things that they do, like mock missions to, you know, to, to go out and walk on the surface of the Mars and stuff. And hoovering and the dishes and whatever yeah, it is you do. But, so, but, you know, as a results-oriented individual, as you said, with this sort of, I mean, you're basically just sort of being for 520 days, aren't you, essentially? Yeah, I mean, it says that they performed scientific experiments and collected medical data. It would have to be pretty intensive. It would have to be 500 days of stuff to do every single day, I think. If there was any downtime and my brain was allowed to go, ah, then I would yeah. probably <laughs> want to saw my way through the roof and get sucked out into the vacuum of space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That that would definitely happen to me is what I'm going to say. Like I would go potty about three days in, I would say. So I, I can confirm I would definitely not do. So of the ones we discussed, I think it's most likely that I would do the um, 
the uh, the fire lookout in Gila or Gia. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I would sooner die than than do the the mock mission to Mars. <laughs> Uh, and I don't think I certainly wouldn't make it through the interview process for any of the other ones. I should say. But how about you? What do you think? What's your kind of? Is there any that you flat out wouldn't do? I really like the look of the Yellowstone one. I'd do that. But I think we're both agreed that being an astronaut is lame, and we we wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Agreed. All right. Wonderful. Well, uh, if these appeal to you, <laughs> let us know. We'll put your application forward, and also make sure you're all right um <laughs> you definitely can't be all there if you if some of these are appealing to you especially the astronaut one and if there are any other kind of really remote jobs that we should know about we'd love to kind of hear them i think these things are really fascinating email us wfh at lowerstreet.co is our email address be sure to subscribe and do share this episode with one person that you think would also enjoy it and until next time we'll be back every weekday <laughs>